0: Let's turn in God's Word to the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 8. Ecclesiastes, chapter 8, we are reading here verses 1 through 17. Ecclesiastes 8, verses 1 through 17. Ecclesiastes, chapter 8. Verse 1, God's people, these are God's words, so let's give our full attention to our God who speaks His living and true word. Who is as the wise man, and who knoweth the interpretation of a thing? A man's wisdom maketh his face to shine, and the boldness of his face shall be changed. I counsel thee to keep the king's commandment, and that in regard of the oath of God. Be not hasty to go out of his sight. Stand not in an evil thing, for he doeth whatsoever pleaseth him. Where the word of a king is, there is power, and who may say unto him, What doest thou? "...whoso keepeth the commandment shall feel no evil thing, and a wise man's heart discerneth both time and judgment. Because to every purpose there is time and judgment, therefore the misery of man is great upon him. For he knoweth not that which shall be, for who can tell him when it shall be? There is no man that hath power over the Spirit to retain the Spirit, neither hath he power in the day of death." And there is no discharge in that war, neither shall wickedness deliver those that are given to it. All this have I seen, and applied my heart unto every work that is done under the sun. There is a time wherein one man ruleth over another to his own hurt. And so I saw the wicked buried, who had come and gone from the place of the holy, and they were forgotten in the city where they had so done. This is also vanity. Because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. Though a sinner do evil a hundred times, and his days be prolonged, yet surely I know that it shall be well with them that fear God, which fear before Him. But it shall not be well with the wicked, neither shall he prolong his days, which are as a shadow, because he feareth not before God. There is a vanity which is done upon the earth, that there be just men unto whom it happeneth according to the work of the wicked. Again, there be wicked men to whom it happeneth according to the work of the righteous. I said that this also is vanity. Then I commended mirth, because a man hath no better thing under the sun than to eat and to drink and to be merry. For that shall abide with him of his labor the days of his life, which God giveth him under the sun. When I applied mine heart to know wisdom, and see the business that is done upon the earth, for also there is that neither day nor night seeth sleep with his eyes, Then I beheld all the work of God, that a man cannot find out the work that is done under the sun. Because though a man labor to seek it out, yet he shall not find it. Yea, further, though a wise man think to know it, yet shall he not be able to find it. Those are God's words. Again, in Ecclesiastes, we've been hearing about the vanity of all things, worthlessness of all things. Think Solomon has over and over again shown us that everything is worthless, everything is vanity outside of knowing the Lord Jesus Christ. If you do not know by faith the Lord Jesus Christ and repented of your sins or turned from your sins to Him, then everything in this world is vanity, it's worthless, there's no meaning in life. But in Christ, if you come to Christ today by faith... Then he teaches us in his word, even here, that there is meaning, that there is value. And here he gives us, in the path of wisdom, he shows us many things of wisdom that teach us uh, to fight against or to uh, uh, against the many temptations and frustrating things that come because of the vanities of the world. First, there is a benefit to having wisdom. It is, in verse 1, it is a blessing to grow in wisdom and be wise. Through verse 5, generally, wisdom looks like submitting to our governing authorities. Generally speaking, it looks like submitting to our governing authorities. Through verse 8, wisdom looks like uh, being prepared for for evil against us, and being prepared for death. Through verse 10, wisdom looks like being ready for an oppressive government, as well as the vanity of the wicked dying and being forgotten. It teaches us that they'll be forgotten. Verse 11, understanding how oppressors are subject to injustice and not being punished. And that's because of the evil rulers of the world. Then through verse 13, the bigger picture, for the righteous, it will be well for them, even though it might not be immediately. It will be well for them, and for the wicked, it will be for them judgment. The wicked though seem to prosper and the righteous do not seem to prosper in this world. And that's because of the evil in this world. Verse 15, Excuse me, verse 14. Do not stumble therefore when the wicked prosper and the righteous do not. Verse 15 once again uses uh, the gifts the Lord blesses you with. You're to use what God gives you in accordance with His providence. Use those things. Don't save them up and save them up and save them up to only to it come to nothing. When you die, you can't take those things with you. Use them for God's glory, and the spread of His kingdom. And then the last two verses, friends, you are to seek the Lord, and in seeking the Lord, seek after wisdom, and in seeking after wisdom, as you seek the Lord, there is no end, he says, for to the Lord and in the Lord are unsearchable counsels, there is no end of His wisdom. Because He is wisdom, and He is infinite, eternal, and unchangeable in His wisdom. And so we praise our God as we seek after that wisdom, as we seek Him. We praise the Lord for our God who is infinite in wisdom. And if we are to live in this world as followers of Jesus Christ, then we need wisdom. And that means we must turn to the Lord and keep seeking Him and to know Him. Let's pray. Our gracious Heavenly Father, once again, we come to You pleading that You would judge the wicked, and yet we do pray for the wicked, because amongst the wicked there are many who are of Your elect, and we pray that You would turn uh, their hearts. We pray that You would send Your Holy Spirit and then turn their hearts to You, that the many of your elect, the many of the wicked who are to be your people, that you would turn them to yourself and you would grant them the great blessing, the gift of faith and repentance unto life. And they would know Jesus Christ, your Son, and that we would see their faith. We would see the great change, even as we're going to study this morning, as we look at Matthew, Matthew the tax collector, and the publicans, and sinners. Father, we pray that we would see their faith and rejoice and glorify You, Lord, for what You have done. And so, Father, we pray that You would grow Your kingdom, that You would cause many to hear the gospel and believe unto salvation. You would cause Your kingdom to spread throughout all nations and throughout the earth as Christ reigns and rules over all creation, over all nations, and even is the head of the church. And so, Father, grant your kingdom, the kingdom of Jesus Christ to grow, in which we must pray then that the, the kingdom of Satan would be destroyed, and so destroy his kingdom. End it. That there would be no more hold. Upon the elect, and they would be by your grace set free from bondage to him, their father, and the bondage to their sin. Set them free, Father. We pray for our rulers, our nation's leaders. As we are getting now in the mail all these election handout things, mailers, Father, we pray that we would be reminded that we would not look to horses or chariots for victory. That we would not look to any prince or ruler or leader or politician for salvation. Because it is not found there. Father, we would look to you and look to Christ who reigns over all kings and rulers and leaders and mayors and governors and presidents and congressmen. Christ reigns over them. He is king over them. And so, Father, as we acknowledge that and exalt in your Son who is the King. Father, we pray for those rulers that You would turn their hearts to You. That they would rule according to the law of God, and not according to their own law, their own man-made laws. And You would cause this nation to turn back to You, or turn to You, and be saved. Father, work a great work in this congregation And in Your Bride, the church throughout the world, that You would reform Your Bride, sanctify Your Bride in the truth. Your Word is truth. Sanctify Your Bride. Cleanse her of all our sins. Cleanse us, Father. Grant us a greater understanding and knowledge and wisdom of Your Word. That we would see the worthless vanities of the world and turn from them and rather turn to you and love you and love all the things that you call us to be and to do by your grace and by your spirit. And so, Father, grant reformation amongst us as well as cleansing of our sin. Make us to be burning hot and not lukewarm with great zeal for the gospel, for the spread of Your kingdom, and turn our cold and lukewarm hearts to Christ to see Him today. And we would turn away from ourselves and we would see the marvelous light that is found in Him, even by Your grace. I pray for our families. You no, know, there are many sick. Last Lord's Day, we're thankful many of them are here this this day, this Lord's Day. We're thankful that you heal your people. You heal our bodies and those little sicknesses that we have, in which you heal, just gives us more hope, more hope in the resurrection of our bodies, glorified bodies. Give us that hope in the resurrection, knowing Christ rose from the dead as the first fruits of the many who will rise in union with Him on the last day. My Father, even now we pray that You would prepare us for the last day. and You would cause us to be by Your rod and Your staff, Your Word, by Your Holy Spirit, turned unto You and not to ourselves, not to this world, but to You. We pray for the expecting mothers that you would strengthen their bodies, uh, cause them good health, and the babies good health. And we pray that you would bring about those children at the right time. And uh, Father, we, we ask that you would grant above all things, above just their bodily health, we pray for their Soul in their body, that you would turn their hearts to you even now, if it would be your will. Send your spirit and change the hearts of the children and cause them by your grace to have faith, that they would believe on the salvation in Jesus Christ who died on the cross for the sins of many, for all those who believe on him. Grant salvation to your people today from the youngest to the oldest amongst all of us and throughout the world. Father, we pray that You would provide work for those who need work. We ask that You would grant strength of body and soul to those who need strengthening of body and soul. Those who are downcast, encourage them and comfort them in Christ today. The great physician of bodies and souls, and cause us to rejoice in Your great salvation. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.